Hi guys! <laughs> welcome to the Extraordinary Believers Podcast. Welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, you know, this is this should be like the third episode consecutively that you're hearing my voice. I think I spoke last week and the week before. Wow. <gasps> that is not supposed to be, guys. <laughs> this episode is supposed to be majorly where we invite guests and all of that. And trust me, it's because I've been missing, you know, um, you know. A lot of people have been trying to get on, have been busy, you know, and they've been missing the time scheduled for recording, you know. But next week, I promise we would have a guest. So please stick with us, stick with me, you know, and all that. I really hope that, you know, this season is achieving its goal. This season um, is all about rekindling your love for the Bible, basically. We're showing you what people, even I myself, have gotten from my Bible study times, um, you know from my bible study notes from people's bible study notes to encourage you to see that the word of god is for your edification for reproof for correction for your improvement um you know and we just want you to see that this is possible so we really hope this has been achieving its goal we hope that you know you have been edified by this podcast we hope that you've started something when it comes to bible study when it comes to reading the bible you know we hope that this has encouraged you this has stirred you up to see what's possible you know and what god will have you do as a believer um i'm so sorry if going further you might hear some stopping and all that i don't know why but it seems like i'm having some weird stops in my speech today like some a bit of stammering and all of that i don't know i'm not anxious or anything and this is like this is like the fourth this is like the second recording i'm having on this like i've had to delete an almost complete recording because my mistakes were just a lot you know and all of that so i'm really trying to relax and to give you the best today we're going to be talking about baptism baptism what what, what came to your mind immediately i said baptism was it water if it was water that's exactly what we are here to resolve baptism is not just all about water right so when we talk about baptism what do we mean Baptism is from the Greek word baptisma, which means immersion, a submersion, a submersion, you know. Yeah, so, but when it comes to baptism, baptism is not just about water, right? So, what does baptism really mean? I want to give you a definition that you should hold on to. And you probably might want to write this down or not. Anyways, here it is. Baptism, according to Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church, is described as the supernatural operation by which we become beneficiaries of the redemptive work of Christ. Baptism is the supernatural operation by which we become part of all that Christ has done. So, now that we've identified what is baptism, you know, let's talk about who started baptism and why. Who started baptism? Simple, John the Baptist. Why was he baptizing? What was his purpose? What was his aim for baptizing? Well, let's check it out in the Bible. This is a Bible study, so we're going to open our Bibles a lot. So John 1 from verse 24 to verse 28. John 1 from verse 24 to verse 28. From this John 1, we see that some people were challenging John. Why are you baptizing? If, if you are not Christ, you are not Elijah, why are you baptizing? And John said categorically that he baptizes with water, but there is one that is coming after him, whom he does not know yet. Right? So, John the Baptist was saying that he is baptizing because there is someone that is supposed to come. He is just but a forerunner. 
right? And the reason why he is baptizing is because he wants to identify that person, right? So you can see that. So from verse 29, still the same, still the same John. Still the same John. Still the same John from verse 29. We see that Jesus saw, John saw Jesus coming towards him and he said, Behold the lamp of God who takes away the sin of the world this is him of whom i said after me comes a man who ranks before me because he was before me i myself did not know him i'm reading from verse 31 he says i myself did not know him but for this purpose i came baptizing with water that he might be revealed to israel can you see that so the nlt version to make it easier i want you to understand what i read just now from verse 31 john chapter 1 from verse 31 he said i did not know him I did not know this Messiah, but I have been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. The Good News Version says, I did not know who he is, but I came baptizing with water in order to make him known to the people of Israel. Right? KJV says, and I knew him not, but that he should be made known, made manifest to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. What does this tell us? John the Baptist was baptizing to identify the Messiah. So who started baptizing? Who started baptizing people? John the Baptist. Why was he doing that? Who started baptizing people with water, I mean? John the Baptist. Why was he doing that? To identify the Messiah. He was baptizing to prepare Israel for the Messiah and to reveal him to them. So John was baptizing to say something. John's baptism was a message. And what was he saying? That someone else is coming. And he is coming to do something greater than what I am doing. But this thing I am doing with water typifies, is a type of what he would do by the Spirit. Let's look at another verse that explains this. Matthew 3 from verse 11 to 12. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Matthew. Matthew chapter 3. So sorry that's taking a lot of time. Um, Matthew 3. From verse 11 to 12. I'm reading from the ESV. From verse 11. It says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Verse 12, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Let me read it with 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 nlt um he says i baptize with he says sorry nkjv i indeed baptize you with water unto repentance but he who is coming he will baptize you with the holy spirit and with fire right what john the baptist was saying here is that so i am doing this but this is just a type 
I am baptizing you with water, but the one who is coming will do even better. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Right? So the real baptism was of the Spirit. Water was just a type and a shadow. Right? And types and shadows are just symbols basically explaining what um, Christ would do by the Spirit. Or explaining the work of Christ, you know, and that's just, should I say, some sort of, that's not, that's not a proper definition, but that's a definition that can help you understand what it means when we say type and shadows. Right? So, we see that John was baptizing to identify the Messiah, right? And then from John 3, from verse 11 to 17, uh, you know, we see, um, we see john being baptized sorry we see jesus being baptized by john right so jesus came john baptized him right now john john was baptizing to identify the messiah we've identified that so sorry i don't know what's happening deep breath deep breath okay why did Jesus agree to be baptized by John? That's a salient question. So what I'm trying to do is talk about the subject of baptism and identify crucial questions that would help you understand baptism and also to anticipate your questions. I'm also trying to anticipate your questions and the questions others might have for you if you're trying to talk to them about this concept of baptism. Why did Jesus agree to the baptism of John? Jesus said in John um, in Matthew 3 that it was to fulfill all righteousness. Um, you know, it's in, in, in the actual context of this, it is interpreted that because Jesus knew that he would stand as a means of identification to the people, he actually agreed. What did I just say? What did you just say? What I just said is this. Why did Jesus agree to be baptized by John? Jesus said that is to fulfill all righteousness. What was he talking about? When we look at it in context, John already spoke that the reason he was baptizing was to identify the Messiah to Israel right so jesus knew that this baptism would stand as a means of identification amongst the people that he was the messiah that john had spoken about so he agreed to be baptized of john that is what it means when it says oh to fulfill all righteousness right the baptism you know uh his baptism was about the salvation story john's baptism you know it served as a symbol John baptism, I'm, I'm identifying why Jesus agreed to the baptism of John. One, I said to identify that he was the Messiah, right? Number two, his bapt- John's baptism, you know, was a depiction of the salvation story, right? So it was a symbol of how by his death, burial, and resurrection, all of us will be made a part of the work of Christ, right? So moving forward, moving forward, moving forward moving forward moving forward now even after jesus had been identified the bible records that john's disciples were still baptizing although some people say jesus baptized in the bible that is wrong jesus did not baptize however john's disciples who ended up being his disciples were baptizing but john john um let's 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 look at that john 3 john 3 from verse 22 you know so sorry this is this is um you know 
a, a, a study so we're going to be examining the bible you know, just john chapter 3 from verse 22 it says after this jesus and his disciples went into the into the judean countryside and he remained there with them and was baptizing this scripture makes it seem like oh jesus was baptizing people so jesus actually baptized people so if this baptism is for identification why was jesus baptizing people another version nlc says then jesus and his disciples left jerusalem and went into the judean countryside jesus spent some time with them there baptizing people now you are wondering the same way i'm wondering or i was wondering why was he baptizing but if we look at john 4 chapter 1 to 2 it says now when jesus learned that the pharisees had heard that jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than john although jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples can you see that can you see that so this tells us that now the pharisees had heard that jesus and his disciples were baptizing and making more disciples than john but verse 2 clearly tells us that jesus himself did not baptize however his disciples were so jesus did not baptize anybody right so moving forward moving forward is water baptism necessary for salvation i don't know if i'll be able to cover the full today um, because of the length of this study like my notes is a bit lengthy and i want to explain it well you know what i'm gonna try but if i can't watch out for a part two okay so let's move forward is water baptism necessary for salvation so many places you know people believe that you must be baptized by water if not your salvation is not complete or if not you are not saved and you will not be able to enter heaven yes that's a belief and you're probably listening to this with that belief but it is not true water baptism is not necessary for salvation for me i remember when i was baptized by water and the reason why even after i was saved was because at that time i had limited understanding i felt like my my salvation it was not complete you know and i needed baptism to finally seal it all up to complete everything to make sure that you know we sealed you know that's how the holy spirit enters me and all of those things weird right but i believe it at some point but the bible is clear that a man is saved by believing in the finished works of christ look at john 3 16 it says for god so loved the world and that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life it said it there if you believe you will not perish if you believe you have eternal life it's not if you believe in brackets and you are baptized if you believe and you are baptized no it said whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life so water baptism is not necessary for salvation look at romans 10 from verse 10 it says um you know talking about works it says don't think to yourself who can ascend into the deep to bring christ up who can go up to bring him down no what does he say if you believe if you confess and you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth you know jesus you will be saved okay the works of christ by believing in the works of christ you'll be saved so believing all through scriptures believing is the one requirement for being saved bible is very clear on that a man cannot be saved by their works of righteousness you you know if but if salvation is a work of christ and the work of the spirit another man just dipping you inside water is already by your works so 
let's look at the bible again ephesians 2 from verse 8 to 9 i'm sure some of us know this off the top of our head i i happen to know it off the top of my head so i'll be reading it it says by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves it is the gift of god you are saved by grace through faith not of your works it is not of your work, so you cannot boast. By grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. This tells you that salvation is not of works. Right? And water baptism is simply a ceremonial practice. It was to point to the real thing. It was a type to point to what Christ will do in us by his spirit. right john chapter 7 let's look at john chapter 7 from verse 38 to verse 39 um i'm going to be reading it i'm going to be reading it four five four five six seven from verse 38 from verse 38 jesus speaking he said whosoever believes in him in me as the scripture has said out of his belly will flow rivers of living waters now verse 39 tells us that this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive right so that was talking about water but the bible shows us here that jesus was not talking about anything water at all neither was he talking about water baptism he was talking about the spirit which those that believe in him should receive so some people quote um you know act 2 from verse 38 to support the claim that peter said whoever repents and is baptized shall be saved right so act 2 from verse 38 we remember what happened the spirit had just come upon the disciples people were saying oh uh, you guys are drunk and all of that peter stood to give this great speech and uh you know and in the course he said whosoever repents and and whosoever repents and is baptized shall be saved right but interpreting acts 2 from verse 38 we must understand the close connection in peter's mind between repentance and baptism in that time water baptism was the inevitable sign of repentance i hope i've not lost you <laughs> water baptism was the inevitable sign of repentance so anyone who says um you know they are baptized or were baptized you know <clears throat> by water at that time it means that they believed john's message of repentance right so baptism is not a requirement for salvation i don't want to jump ahead of myself baptism is not a requirement for salvation um and so water baptism without believing the gospel is wasted time and effort because only those that believe in the gospel are saved you know i want you to also know that these are my bible study notes okay so, so these are my bible study notes just in case it's sounding a lot technical this is i'm explaining it as i read it in my bible study notes um you know and according to um you know my study so yeah so this is in part what i just said is that water baptism without believing the gospel is your is wasted time and effort it is wasted time and effort so if you baptize yourself with water a million times but you don't believe the message of the gospel it's futile believing in the gospel is what is needed to be saved right we see on the cross luke 23 from verse 32 to 43 um you know one of the sinners beside jesus placed faith in him and immediately jesus said today you know you will be with me in paradise jesus didn't say oh yeah 
Find water, pour it on him. No, find water deep inside. They hang him back. Mm -mm. He said today. Okay, which shows that if you believe, you are saved. Simple. So I think we've established. Uh, I think we've established that fact. So moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Another thing I want you to know about baptism. Another thing I want you to know about baptism is that John's baptism of water was not the real thing. As a matter of fact, John's baptism was a teaching ministry pointing to people that they should believe in Christ. Okay? John's baptism was a teaching ministry pointing people to repentance. Now, I want us to look at Acts 19 from verse 1 to 6. Something profound happened. Acts 19 from verse 1 to 6. Um, Acts 19 from verse 1 to 6. And it happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the inland and came to Ephesus. He found some disciples and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No. We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said unto them, Into what then were you baptized? Hmm. Can you see what's happening here? He met some people. He asked them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said no. And he said, So into... So, and they said no. We have not as much as heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And then John said to them, And then Peter said, Sorry. Paul said to them, Into what then were you baptized? And they said, Into John's baptism into john's baptism and then paul says something he said john baptized with the baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him that is jesus so paul here states clearly that john's baptism was a teaching ministry what the baptism of repentance telling people to believe in the one who was to come after him so paul's baptism was just making the way straight for someone who was coming after him who would do greater by the spirit what he was typifying by water okay i'll take that again john's baptism was a baptism was a teaching ministry a baptism of repentance telling people that there was one that was coming they should believe in him because what he was doing was just a type of what the person coming jesus would do by the spirit okay okay so let's look at what is the real baptism I've already established earlier that it's not every time you see the word baptism that is talking about water. So the real baptism is the work of the Spirit. The real baptism is the work of the Spirit. I want us to read Colossians 2 from verse 11 to 13. Colossians 2 from verse 11. Um from verse 11 to 13 verse 11 says in him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ being buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead and you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh God made alive together with him having forgiven us 
all our trespasses i'm going to read this in the good news translation because this translation makes it seem complex right so let's read that it says in union with christ you were circumcised not with the circumcision that is made by human beings but with the circumcision made by christ 12 says for when you were baptized are you listening when you were baptized you were buried with christ and in baptism you were also raised with christ through your faith in the power of god who raised him from the dead so what was he saying here this was telling us that the moment you believe in christ a baptism takes place the moment you believe in christ a baptism takes place you know our old man died your sinful man you know the sinful nature you inherited from adam died and was buried with christ and we rose again we rose new men empowered to work in the newness of life all of this was through faith in the oppression of god and what does the bible mean there in colossians 2 when it says faith in the oppression of god the oppression of god was referring to the death the burial and resurrection of jesus christ so this scripture was explaining that through the death burial and resurrection of jesus christ at that time when you believed the moment you believed in this oppression of god your old man died and was buried with christ and you arose a new man you stand a new man empowered to live for christ empowered with the newness of life that is what this means paul goes further in verse 16 you know <clears throat> to say that by physical things like baptism and circumcision no man should be judged right and so because all of those things pointed to christ now that christ has been revealed the shadows and all its practices can be done away with so another scripture that gives us a beautiful picture of what happens when we talk about the term baptism is romans 6. it tells us that for as many as were baptized into christ were baptized into his death right so we were baptized into his death and also into his resurrection so the summary of baptism for a believer is this he died we died he rose we rose he lives we live that is the summary of baptism for a believer he died we died he rose we rose he lives we live now do you remember the definition of baptism by pastor emmanuel Iren that we gave earlier it is the supernatural operation by which we become beneficiaries by which we become part of the finished works of christ that is baptism galatians 3 from verse 27 tells us that as many as been baptized as have been baptized into christ we have put on christ this explains our union with christ just as a soldier puts on his uniform we have put on christ we now live in christ christ is now our life as he died we died as he was buried we were buried with him as he rose now we have been risen with him other scriptures that um you know further explain this first corinthians 12 from verse 13 i won't be able to read everything um you know because of the length of this podcast already but please go back and check it out first corinthians 12 from verse 13 ephesians 4 from verse 4 to 6 tells us that there is only one baptism which is the baptism of the spirit we have ephesians 5 from verse 25 and we have matthew 28 um from verse 16 we have titus 3 from verse 5 
which explains the real concept of baptism. So I'm going to close by saying this. What the Spirit came to do, water cannot do. What the Spirit came to do, just a bare baptism into water cannot do this. Okay? The Spirit does a mortal job. So now, for today, do you need to get baptized to be saved? No. Can you get baptized? If you want, <laughs> go ahead, knock yourself out. You can be baptized. You can even get a bucket of water, pour it on yourself, you know, pour it all over on yourself. You can get, um, you know, a bathtub, a river, a swimming pool, and baptize yourself, you know, but it's not necessary for salvation, right? So if you were to be doing that, it's just mere semantics or a mere formalities, right? And so for sometimes, you know, in some environments, some people don't understand this yet. They've not reached this level of understanding. So uh, they go ahead to baptize themselves and it's, it's okay. It's okay for, for that time being. But they would need to grow and know that salvation is not by works. It's by believing the finished works of Christ. And if you baptize yourself a million times and you don't believe, then you are not saved. Okay? So it's as simple as that. So, I mean, for example, I want to give a typical scenario. You might go up among maybe parents who don't understand and now that you understand this your parents might still insist that you get baptized in that moment you don't need uh, uh, if if not absolutely necessary you don't need to fight it and and you know seem rebellious or try to prove that way you know and all of that you know the truth you know that oh it's just formality i'm saved by believing i'm already saved i already have the holy ghost if you know, at that time, that is the level of understanding that they are at, you know, and it's important to them, you can simply do it, right? It doesn't really mean anything, you know, as I've explained already. It doesn't mean that, oh, that's how you are saved or that's how you get the spirit and all of those things, you know. So if, if you are subject to certain authority right now, you don't need to rebel against that authority, you know, and all of that, okay? Um, so yeah, so that's simply what I'm saying. If you want to be baptized, if you still want to be baptized with water, go ahead, knock yourself out. But it's not compulsory for salvation. It's not a requirement for salvation. So nothing is wrong with you if you, are not, if you have not been baptized with water or if you don't want to be baptized with water absolutely nothing okay so i really hope this podcast blessed you i hope it edified you i hope it enlightened you i want you to please like this podcast please rate this podcast five star please leave a comment please you know these ratings help the podcast to spread it increases you know the fact that this podcast will be recommended to many other believers so please like this podcast okay like leave a comment if this blessed you um, share with your friends as well and come back to listen to this as many times as you need to do i apologize for the length but it was important to explain such a topic or such a phenomenon okay so have a great day have a great week until next time bye